Got an issue you just can't fix? On the fence about what direction you should take? Been wrestling with a situation that's out of control? Let's take it out of the too hard, hard basket. basket. Yes, if you've got a tricky dilemma, don't stew on it at home. Let us solve it. Well, actually, I can't guarantee that we'll solve it. It's probably going to be about 50% useful and 50% of public service for our listeners. But that's good. So today, our trusty basketeers are comedians Kirsty Webeck and Rich from the Listies. Hello. 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 Hi. Thanks Hi. for having us. Thanks for coming in. Pleasure. Thanks for having us. Uh, this one looks at what happens when workplace culture and diet culture converge. Kirsty, is there actually anything worse than that in the world? No. <laughs> Good what bottom? You're, at a, you're in a hostage crisis at work. You don't want to hear people banging on about their macros. <laughs> oh, it takes me back to high school. It's, I cannot leave this place until the bell goes at the end of the day. <laughs> For real. I have to endure. Rich, do you and your co-conspirator Matt on the listies ever uh, clash over food choices? Well, I think it's quite interesting you get two comedians on to talk about the workplace because I've actually never <laughs> had a proper job. Uh, and uh, But Matt, I guess I kind of do, and, but our arguments more are about the smell of food. Right. You know, because I quite like preserved fish, especially in cans, <laughs> and I will eat them inside the travel tour bus. So, you know. Ooh, <laughs> you have to... never had a real job. Because <laughs> that's a big no no. <laughs> All right. Roll mop. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. Jarfish. Yeah. Uh, well, this Too Hard Basket is all about that stuff. It comes from Lucinda. She says, I work for a fashion brand. That little red light just went off over my head in <laughs> warning HQ. She says, I like my job, but the office culture is starting to get to me. People are always talking about their diets, workouts, and hitting their macros in the office, obsessing over the latest clean eating trend or where they are in their fasting cycle. Lucinda says, I don't care about that stuff personally, but no one can escape it at work. Two of my team members are constantly making comments about my lunches. When I bring in something with meat, one of them who's a staunch vego will start making me feel guilty. When I bring in something like pizza or pasta, they look at me as if in disbelief as they tuck into their salads. And I was chatting with another colleague before a meeting and mentioned that I was getting a chicken parma with a friend for dinner. And she said, but didn't you have one yesterday? I couldn't possibly do that two nights in a row. I'm laughing, but I shouldn't. Uh, Lucinda goes on, it makes me feel frustrated, but since these colleagues are more senior than me, I don't feel like I can push back, especially given how food and diet talk is so part of the culture. Do I speak up and try and change things from within or put my head down and get over it or just try and find a new job? Kirsty, have you seen much of this before? I mean, is entertainment world rife with this kind of stuff as well or no? Um, I don't... In my experience, I don't know that it's rife. It's probably just as much as it is in any sample of people in society, I guess. You'll hear it a little bit like people in a green room talking about how they've gained weight or, you know, they feel disgusting because they just had this thing for dinner or whatever. So it definitely exists. But I think that the sort of body positivity and uh, the anti-diet culture movement is um, only in the last few years has started to slowly creep in. So I think it's still quite pervasive everywhere. Like I even hear it in my friendship circles. Like, oh, I had pizza for dinner last night. I feel so fat and that sort of thing. And I think a, a lot of people are sort of um, slow on the uptake to, to realise that things are sort of changing in the way that we talk about food. So, yeah, I'd, I'd say it's not it's not as bad as you'd probably imagine in comedy, but it definitely exists. Yeah. 
I wonder if she should have a deep conversation with her workmates about the fact that carbs equal fibre. And then she could go on to talk about bowel habits and <laughs> yeah. I wonder if that would shift the culture at all. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, Rich, what are your I thoughts? Was, I was very What are macros? What is macros? Because you've never had a real job, I'll explain this to you. Because <laughs> uh, as far as I can say, macros is the thing they have in the aisle at the Woolworths, the organic section. <laughs> Isn't that what macros are? What's no, macros? No, much less fun. It's like, I don't, it's like KPIs. It's like dealing with... No, what's with, a KPI? Well, Okay, kids, this is really like pushing <laughs> Kentucky, a big rock up a hill. B- Kentucky fried thing. Yeah. No. Uh, well, if we put the, the fact that you don't know anything okay. about the real world to right. one side yes. for the moment. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I literally don't know what macros are. I wonder if you can kind of imagine yourself into a workplace culture okay. for a moment. Yes. Because that right. seems to be an issue for me. This is yeah. power imbalance and, yes. and a wonky culture. Well, how would you deal with that? Well, I mean, obviously, whenever someone's saying the phrase clean eating, you know, there's a moral dimension, you know, like it means that our food that we're eating is somehow dirty or, and that's kind of a bit, uh, obviously rings alarm bells. Uh, Obviously I'm totally on the side of the person, you know, your lunchbox is your castle. I think that's true of kids too. You don't judge other what's in someone else's lunchbox. We've all had it, you know, kids at school getting ribbed because they're having olives at school. Just leave, what I have for lunch is what I have. And yet... <laughs> and I, I really know I'm on extremely thin ice, uh, especially as a male saying this. But like, uh, but uh, if if I had a friend say, if Matt had a parmigiana two days in a row, I would be like, "Is it your birthday? Are Ooh. you on holiday? What? Why? Why are you having a parma twice? What's the deal with a two day parma?" So, no? are you saying that that Lucinda should just bow to the vego clean eating <laughs> no, industrial fasting no, complex? I, but I think there's a third way, and I I just like I guess it's because my girlfriend judges me so hard for my food choices. Um, she texted me yesterday, she's at a conference in Glasgow, and she said the woman at the breakfast buffet next to me is currently eating for breakfast a blood sausage and a oh. bowl of uh, Cocoa Pops. Okay. So that's a bit judgy. And you sent a thumbs up emoji. <laughs> well, no, right. I, I, sent the, I sent the upside down face emoji, which I think is the sort of raised eyebrow equivalent. Yeah. You know? I don't really know what to say and I'm going to wait till I work out your tone. Yeah. Perhaps. I don't know, like double, double palmer? Or... So let me put this to you, Rich. How do you feel when she shames you about your food choice? I feel bad. I feel okay. bad. Yeah. Yeah. But like two palmers in a row, it's like it, it speaks of a failure of imagination. Does it though? Or does it speak to a brave <laughs> attitude to the world? Kirsty, I'm going to yeah. go to you because I don't want to talk about the Palmers anymore because yes. I've had several in a row at various points in my life. I don't think you this have. is helping okay. anybody. Okay, all right, right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what what do you think, Kirsty? Because I feel like, you know, there's a lot going on in this thing. There's there's the particular workplace culture. There's the, the food shaming. There's the, you know, should I bow to this? I don't know. Am, am I agreeing to their, their ideas about food if I just shut up about my lunches? Yeah, I think it's a really tough one. You mentioned before the power imbalance in the office, which I think is probably um, at its core. I think, I think the writer mentioned, um, yeah, feeling like maybe they wouldn't be able to talk to somebody about it in the office, mm. um, which is obviously one of the main options. It's like you can you can discuss it with somebody in the office and say it's not making me feel comfortable for these reasons. Is there any way that we can you know have a look at changing the culture in here? 
There's just working out a way for yourself to let it wash over you, which I'm absolutely not suggesting is what you need to do. Mm. Like definitely not. But if if you feel like um, there's no other options, then that is the most passive one that I'd definitely say is at the bottom of the pile for me. But then the other thing is like if it's really affecting you that much and you really genuinely feel like you can't reach out to anybody about it, I guess the only other option would be to move on if it's that upsetting, which is terrible. But I actually, there's another option as well. It, and I think that's desensitising the rest of the people in the office to carbs. Ooh. And oh, yeah. a, a way that you could do that is um, you could start just um, like popping some little bits of chocolate cake around the office, um, <laughs> a little Tim Tam on the photocopier. Um, sort of trolling is what you're <laughs> suggesting here. Not trolling, desensitising. Yeah, it's, it's a gentle trolling. Of Enabling. That. It's desensitising. Encouraging. As, as a surprise food shamer that's come on the show today, Richard, I don't know if you're in a position. Shamer. I, I don't I don't think I'm a food shame. I just that it's the failure of imagination of like if you can have yeah one night you have a palmer the next night you have a steak. You I'm know just, what happens if you for him? I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What happens if you love a palmer? If it ain't yeah. broke, don't fix it. Okay. If you love a palmer and you're going to the pub two nights in a row, you treat Look, yourself to your favourite food. As yeah, someone see, who spends Rich a lot. Rich is over the other side of the desk here from me and Kirsty who are looking pretty. We're I rolling know. up our sleeves I knew here. Yeah. He's, in, he's in big your, trouble. Your producer assured me that my double palmer comment would be okay. And Did you? I, yeah, I don't mm. feel safe about it. Um, <laughs> but, I, but I think that is a nice idea gently trolling the workplace, bringing just things that are too delicious to ignore, you know? Yeah. You That's had some uh, creative, uh, and, you know, you. You have done shows for kids, so they're I have. childlike joy solutions, aren't they? Uh, well, uh, pff, you can call them that. I just call them solutions. <laughs> Scatological uh, which solutions. Which is, no, not even. Uh, oh. Just the, uh, oh, that one. Uh, no, uh, is the is it cake thing. Oh. So you bring in something. It looks like a ca- It looks like all the things that would ha- be in a normal salad, which is, I don't know, I assume like carro- carrots, uh, peas. But actually, they're expertly made cakes. So you look ah. in and then you're like, oh, are you having a carrot today? Or am I? And so they just sort of destabilise them, troll the whole workplace. Nice. That's what I would do. Okay. But, yeah. So are you, like, it's a writer eating the salad, but it's really cake. Yeah, that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, I right mean, on. now you can make anything look like cake, right? So, you can. Yeah. yeah. But that's... Great text has come in on this. Margaret says, have what you want, but don't let them see. And just tell them it's Icelandic fermented whale or civet cat coffee, that one where the, the cat poos the coffee beans and then you <laughs> make coffee from it. She says, make it more outlandish every day. Uh, and the, another one just says from Damien, just leave this job. For heaven's sake, look for a happier place. Life's too short. That was the theme of our Facebook comments too. Yes. It's like these people have no joy. Leave them immediately. Yeah, yeah. Final yeah. thoughts. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, I. It's easier said than done, though, isn't it? Like, just just leave the job because <laughs> yeah. there'll be forty five jobs just sitting on your doorstep waiting for you to have. Like, it, yeah. In a perfect world, yes, leave the job. Yeah, but I'm very aware there's a lot of variables that prevent people from being able to just do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, another comment on Facebook was just like, just really loudly enjoy cheesy, carby goodness and tell them how great it is and don't let them shame you. Yeah. yeah. Rich. yeah. The troll it, troll it. <laughs> I mean, there's the Louis Bumwell film where the uh, but the bourgeois dinner party where uh, it's in a topsy-turvy world where it's a sort of surrealist world where people go to a dinner party and sit on the toilet and then they, uh, instead of going to the toilet, they shamefully eat in a little booth, uh, that film. So you could always okay. kind of go encourage that kind of that kind of reverse topsy-turvy world of like a secret eating thing, maybe. So Life Matters has gone in some interesting directions today with uh, <laughs> Rich from on. the Listies and Kirsty <laughs> Werbeck and I, for one, have no regrets. Thank you both so much for coming in to talk about this. Thanks for having Thank me. You. Good Lord. 
the Too Hard Basket. Email us, save us from ourselves, send us your dilemma, lifematters at abc.net.au. The Listies make comedy for kidults now, which is clearly a bigger market than just kids. You can find them online. And if you're in Melbourne, you can catch Kirsty Webeck this Saturday hosting the Big Animal Quiz with a future basketeer, Ivan Aristagueta at Comedy Republic. The listies are performing their show Hamlet, Prince of Skidmark, around Melbourne and Sydney in September and October. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.